Hello and welcome to Three Orange Whips, the movie review podcast where we watch a good movie, talk about it, and have the odd pop culture rant in between. I'm Emily, one of your hosts, and in this episode you will meet the rest of the team, two fellow movie enthusiasts, Adam and Tom. This is the first episode in this series. Hopefully this will become a bi-weekly thing. This is a work in progress, so it will evolve as we go. We've decided that we're going to dissect each movie over a drink relating to the movie's setting. Although our drinks this time around were a bit random, so you'll have to forgive us for that. You will also see my wonderful moment where I coined the word brilliantness. Although I am looking up the word brilliantness now, and apparently it is a noun, so who knew? As you listen, you may also note the presence of Caramel and Fudge, Adam's dogs, who occasionally join in the discussion. So I picked the film for this first episode. The film is Sicario, an elegant, edge-of-your-seat crime thriller from 2015, from one of my favourite directors, Denis Villeneuve. He is a French-Canadian director whose body of work includes Prisoners, Arrival, an amazing film, and the upcoming Blade Runner 2049. The music in Sicario was composed by Johan Johansson, who's an Icelandic composer who worked on The Theory of Everything, and he also composed for Denis Villeneuve on Prisoners, Arrival, and the upcoming Blade Runner. Sicario's director of photography is Roger Deakins, who's an English cinematographer who also worked on Prisoners. He also did Skyfall and No Country for Old Men, which we actually mention later in the podcast. And Roger Deakins' resume is just insane, the amount of movies that he's worked on. If you're ever in need of a good film to watch, just Google Roger Deakins and pick any of the films that he has shot, because they're all masterpieces. He's also done a lot of work on with the Coen brothers, including Fargo, Hail Caesar, and The Big Lebowski. So Roger Deakins is also working on the upcoming Blade Runner, joining the amazing creative team that Denis Villeneuve has assembled. And if this team's current list of collaborations is anything to go by, then it looks like this Blade Runner is going to be pretty epic. Sicario's script was written by Taylor Sheridan, who you may know as one of the actors from Sons of Anarchy. And most recently, Taylor Sheridan wrote the Academy Award-nominated screenplay for Hell or High Water, which is another great film. So the cast of Sicario includes Emily Blunt, who's the lead protagonist, Kate Mesa, Josh Brolin, who plays Special Agent Matt Graver, and Benicio Del Toro, who plays the mysterious Colombian operative Alejandro. So Sicario is, in my opinion, one of the finest films of recent times. It's gritty, it's emotional, and it's completely and utterly gripping from beginning to end. The actors' performances, the music, and the cinematography are particularly outstanding. Johan Johansson's musical score is so haunting that it will stay with you for a very long time after you finish watching the film. And if, like me, you love gritty films with female leads, Sicario is a standout example. So to give you my snapshot summary, the story follows a resolute Arizona FBI agent, Kate Mesa, when Kate volunteers to join a covert black ops mission to take down the Mexican cartel, she is exposed to the dark and deadly world that lies just beyond the US border. Boundaries are crossed, lines are blurred, and Kate battles with her conscience as she struggles to enforce justice in a world steeped in violence and corruption, where the difference between right and wrong is never clear. So let me take you back to my movie viewing with Adam and Tom and our roundtable discussion. Welcome to our first podcast session of Three Orange Whips. I'm Emily and I am joined here by two fellow movie lovers. On my left, we have Adam. Hello. And next to him, we have Thomas. Good evening. So tonight, 
we are we've come together to watch a film and this particular film has I watched it for the first time last year and it immediately became one of my favorites it is the movie Sicario I was telling my brother Thomas that Adam and I happened to watch this movie for the first time within a day of each other without knowing it Adam watched it and then immediately messaged me uh, and we had a full-out discussion about the movie because it was um, it offers up lots of discussion points. So Adam and I have both seen this movie before and I've been saving it up uh, to watch together with Tom since he has not seen it and has not been uh, exposed to its brilliantness. So Tom, what are your thoughts going into this film without having seen it yet? Well, I'm intrigued. Everyone loves a bit of Emily Blunt. That uh-huh. aside, I think uh, I'm just very intrigued. Three five-star ratings on the cover. Mm-hmm. Can't remember the last time, if ever, I've seen that. Um, yeah. And listening to you two discuss it, uh, yeah, it was very interesting and quite hilarious because I had no perspective whatsoever on the film. <laughs> so it was. Uh, I thought, well, how can this... Uh, yeah, it must be a powerful film. Um, I love a bit of cinema with uh-huh. a bit of beer and some Tim Tams or chips. Yes. So I'm looking forward to uh, seeing yeah, how this one gets digested. Yes. Back and actually, speaking of uh, drinks, um, since this show is called Three Orange Trips, we should mention what we're drinking. So Tom, what are you drinking at the moment? I'm drinking a Sapporo premium beer, Japan's oldest and finest. Uh, and it, uh, yeah, very, very good drink for, uh, for a midweek Film uh-huh. um, and I've gone for a plain old glass of Coke tonight. And Adam, what are you drinking? I'm disappointing the group and having a glass of water. <laughs> Sky juice. Sky juice. But uh, further viewings, I will spice it up a bit. <laughs> but tonight I'm not. <laughs> yes. We, we did say that we should have um, some tequila in honour of this movie. Um, we only decided that after we decided we're going to have drinks, film-related drinks, yeah. each viewing. So yeah. tonight's uh, a one-off. Tonight's a bit of a mix. Yeah, yeah. All right. And Adam, so you have seen this movie before. So and what do you have to say about I it? I remember loving... No spoilers. <laughs> yeah, without spoilers. I, I remember loving the uh, start, middle, and I had troubles, some troubles with the end. Mm-hmm. Um, from my <laughs> personal pickiness I guess of, of <laughs> movies um, I loved like the cinematography the actors yeah. and even I loved how what intrigues me about movies <clears throat> is if I completely don't understand it I, if I have to think about it afterwards which mm. I really liked about this movie it was uh, there was room for discussion yeah. um, you know the reasons why characters did certain things Mm-hmm. But I'm very curious to watch it again because I find the movies I am thinking about uh, first time viewing. By the third time, I usually like them as, you know, my favourites. So mm-hmm. I'm very... I can't wait Yeah. for round two. Excellent. All right. So on that note... Bring it on. Bring it on. Let's go watch the film and then we'll have a discussion afterwards. <laughs> We return to our team as Adam has a pop culture rant about the use of CGI in the Hobbit films. Lord of the Rings and and um, and the Hobbit. Yep, yep, yep. 
and the best characters were the 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 big orcs, the villains. All the villains were the best characters, which is not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like they're the ones I was like, oh, like, watch them, and every minute, <laughs> every second they're on screen, you yeah. sort of captivated by yeah, it. But, yeah. And then the dwarves, you're like, get off, you're yeah. so. <laughs> and the orcs, they also have really epic backstories as well. Yeah, <laughs> and they look cool, and, and the voice act is and believable, and they're animated really well. They've put, they put a lot of their effort into that. Yeah. And you can animate, a, a, like, a creature, because you, there's no reference. It's, yeah, that's full. Like, Gollum, you know what yeah. I mean? Even it's done so well. But yeah. you animate, like, an elf, and it's still not there. And you see <laughs> Legolas move, and it's like, man, it's so t- robotic. Yeah, yeah. And that's fine for like the long shots and stuff. Yeah. The shots yeah. that are impossible to do, but there's one shot in the movie which I like, seriously, I cringe. Yeah. He jumps on the horse and the horse rides after him. It's right at the end of number two. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, dude, he could, they could have got a stunt guy or whatever, yeah. jump on the horse and yeah. just done green screen. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, yeah. From what I could see. Yeah, mm. yeah. Interesting. Mm. So, yeah. Now we. Round two of. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I think the first time around I was um, I didn't know what I was getting into so mm-hmm. you have to really listen to uh, the references they make of like the agencies and mm-hmm. the and the characters because they just mention them briefly first time watching I just didn't even I didn't know what they're talking about so I just blew it off and then yeah. it's so important that you know who who they're after, who they're following, who yeah. they're setting up. In fact, they keep mentioning Diaz and... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, I think the problem I had the first time I watched it, I was so concentrated on her, mm-hmm. that with the whole end scene where he, he goes from the... Where he's, he goes to the mansion. Where he leaves the, the, the group. Yeah. I was like, I felt like, who is this guy? Like, why am I supposed to be invested in his story? Yeah. But watching it again... And watching all of his scenes closely, mm-hmm. you can tell that it is really about him. Yeah. Like, the story is about him doing his mission. Yeah. And but it's through her eyes, like you said. Yes. And we're talking about Alejandro there, his character. Yeah. Yes. And here's the question. Who is the Sicario of the title? Yeah, so what was the, the mention of the little thing at the start? So at the beginning it mentions said, that... Sicarios were, I think it goes back to Israel, they were the, the ones who chased out the Roman soldiers from their city. They were known as uh, Sicarios, and now in, in Mexico the word Sicario means hitman. Yeah. So, but in your was, opinion, who, who oh, was the course, Sicario? Of course, it had to be him. I mean, he killed more men than Liam Neeson and Taken. <laughs> and it was amazing. In the epic final battle. Yeah. But then would you say, like, the American government killing all these people for their own benefit. Yeah. And then would you say, ultimately, because she signed the paper in the end, she the assassin. Mm. It's so loaded. Yeah. And speaking of Kate and her character, so one of the things that I love about this film is her character arc throughout the film and the fact that she is a completely different person at the end of the film to who she was at the yeah. beginning. Mm-hmm. It's a complete transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I think, it comes together so perfectly in that final scene with her where she's forced to sign that paper. Mm-hmm. And, of course, if you'd given her that paper at the beginning of the film, there's no way she would have signed it, mm-hmm. whereas at the end, the fact that she does tells us that she's a changed person. And he, does he mention that at the start? He goes, 
He says he just says to her, watch, be like a yeah, sponge. watch, and you will understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. That's one of my favourite lines in the yeah. film because it's loaded with so much foreshadowing, which we don't understand until the end. Mm. And um, well, the whole film from the opening second, mm-hmm. the sound of the horns, and that that soundtrack, yeah, the mus- that yeah. musical the score, in, and then the ram raid. It's uh, yeah, it was quite remarkable, and her development and minimum dialogue. It's yeah. all through the eyes. Yeah, uh, very visual. Emotion. Uh-huh. One one thing I got. Frustration. Confusion. Mm-hmm. One thing I got this time that I didn't understand last time was the the transition between night vision and the thermo and that. Mm-hmm. The way I see it now is the night vision is the two FBI agents, the green. Yeah. And the thermal is like the uh, the um, the Marines or the hit squad, mm-hmm. um, and the way I see it is like they know what they're doing. They've got the best technology. They're they're like going in prepared, and then they're coming behind with the lesser technology. They can't mm-hmm. see as well, and they're sort of blind to what's going on. Because mm-hmm. I because when I first watched, it, I was like, why is this like bad shooting? Is this like just like a it's filmmaker really having too many tools. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know which one but to use. That sort of makes sense now. Yeah. yeah. And I really liked at the start those long shots with with the aeroplane. Mm. I always thought they were just like panning shots or whatever, but if you I noticed that um, almost every shot you can see the aeroplane. You can see the shadow. Or there's that front shot where it's going forward but then the plane shines going it's the E sort of, yeah. Um, across the screen, um, so like even those shots, even though they're like visually, you know, those nice panning shots, but they all still yeah, they part have of the story. Yeah, yeah. And um, speaking of that excellent um, musical score by Johan Johansson, who's composed some excellent film soundtracks. So when he was composing the score for Sicario, he composed three different ones and each of them kind of increased in intensity. Mm-hmm. And then he approached the director and said, you know, which one would you like to use? And the director went for the most intense one. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was also heavily inspired by the Jaws theme. Yeah. Which you can tell with can. the cellos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just the build. Yeah, the build. And the reprieves. Just dead <laughs> silence. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was some serious... That final scene, uh, the assassination... Yeah, at the dinner table. Um, that is truly extraordinary. Uh-huh. I didn't pick that. I thought there was going to be a bit of a twist, but that was that yeah, was just so, like, cold. Blatant. Yeah, yeah. that was as fuck you as it gets, I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was amazing. And then his character, though, I just want to know more. I need to watch it again. Mm. And um, I think there's a whole... Yeah, there's so many underlying narratives... Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, and interesting that you say that because I've read. So they made this film from. So the screenwriter is Taylor Sheridan, and he wrote. He just wrote the first draft, and then it got picked up from there, and they filmed it based on that first draft. Yeah. And um, and I've read the script, and then obviously seen the film, and they they do differ a little bit, especially towards the end. And one of the ways that they differ is that in his first draft, you actually see Alejandro's, you see his perspective from the beginning. Okay. Like it cuts, it kind of cuts between him and Kate. Yeah. 
and you you see his you basically see his backstory a okay. little bit and what happened to his wife and daughter. Yeah, yeah. And you definitely get you understand that from the beginning. Okay. Whereas yeah, I in, do like the mystery as well. Yeah, I think they made the right so decision in the great. final film yeah, I think it to slowly reveal it. Yeah, and the the side narrative that poor child and his dad. Yeah, know, the, that, that was pretty the Mexican cop. Yeah, they kind of reel you in to feel empathy and sympathy for him. Yeah. And he, I mean, he doesn't even speak, really. Mm. Um, it's all visual. I think that sort of describes, um, like, gives uh, the reason why, say, they're, they're doing the things they do. Because mm. mm. from, um, what's Del Toro's character's name? Alejandro. From his perspective, it's like, you know, you do this evil... And you know you must suffer the consequences, mm. and um, and we see that in the movie from that little story. Because mm. I guess if we didn't see that, you you'd think it's just yeah they're yeah. doing it, you know, all for their own reasons. But yeah. you actually see the reason why mm. in the movie instead of just sort of knowing. You know, there's those scenes where you see the like the end scene on the soccer field, and mm. and the scenes where they're driving through and you see the bodies hanging, mm. but. I think that little story adds to it, so gives them a reason, I guess. Yeah, uh, humanizes them. Yeah, the uh, the cinematography, mm-hmm. every shot, in the scenes where there is no dialogue and it's mm-hmm. just visual. I mean, the yeah. the composition of everything in the in the frame is extraordinary. Yeah. Everything, and to my eye, it was just perfection. Like it could have just been a photo on a wall. Yeah. Um, exactly. And the night vision scene where they. Uh, they get out of the cars and then they walk and there's just the camera does not move mm. focused yes. on the clouds yeah and then they just disappear yeah is really chilling as yeah. well um and then yeah the suspense the anticipation of what is and isn't there it's um yeah, yeah it's it's a masterful really extraordinary and cinema in that shot they literally disappear into the abyss mm. and you don't you don't know where they're going and then mm the camera holds until the last little head pops yeah. below the horizon disappears. Yeah. 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 And the use of natural light as well. Um, the cinematographer uses twilight a lot yeah. to give that really like nice... Like the Revenant as well, yeah. natural light. Very similar to the Revenant. Yeah. Um, and this film was actually nominated for Best Cinematography at the Oscars. And Did it win anything? No, I don't it's, think it's so. But it was nominated for quite a few. Four or five, didn't it, in the end? It got a few, yeah. yeah. Arrival did, which is by the same director. Yeah, exactly. At the Academy Awards, when they announced Sicario, the shot that they played was that scene where the soldiers are moving mm. across the horizon. Yeah, yeah it's one of the great scenes. But even the um, the aerial shots of the topography, and that's yeah, that scene in the bar, you just knew straight away he mm-hmm. was bad news. Yeah. And I noticed that when Kate sits down at the bar mm. and the camera is facing mm. her, you actually see him yeah. out of focus yeah, yeah. walk behind her and yeah. arrive. Yeah. Yeah, just after she does. Yeah. yeah. That's great. So what did you think of the actor's performances? I think she was outstanding. I think they were all... You didn't yeah. know they were acting. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they were, they were very... And even there was a bit of cheeky banter in there, I reckon, that mm-hmm. was unscripted as well. That really made it more realistic yeah look it was it's completely captivating yeah as Spotswood said I've never seen such acting <laughs> I think I'll, I'll I need to watch it again but mm-hmm. my I think I will yeah it's hard to flaw hard to find any flaws 
in the in terms of action, the dull moments were there for you to get your heart rate back to normal and catch your breath. But yeah, exactly. There was nothing that... Um, it's always moving forward. Mm, and I yeah. like... Mm. Yeah. Especially noticing the second time around that it's everything happens within like three days. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or two days. Yeah. Um, uh, you yeah. get on that ride of how he mentions, you know, you, you learn to sleep on planes. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you do get your seconds yeah. of like rest like Tom said but uh, there's still important things are happening in those things yeah yeah. I'm uh, I think the the next carry on couldn't be more perfect in No Country for Old Men yes it has one of the actors is in that as well actually yeah Josh Brolin's in that yeah it's phenomenal it's the same experience with suspense and just that journey Mm -hmm. but I think um, yeah the Coen Brothers the um, mm-hmm. it just has that twist, from yeah. Slightly, you know, left of reality. Yeah. That they like Which to play. Which they do so well. And I think that will um, for you guys watching that for the first time will be as good as me watching this. Mm-hmm. Did you notice uh, one of the characters, the one that met Del Toro in the? I guess he was a, the Mexican. Um, yes, when he said, "Don't come in." Yes, yeah, he's he the guy the from. Mel Gibson movie. Yeah, yeah, Apocalypto. Apocalypto. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. the he's oh, the, the main hunter. Oh, oh no boy. way! Yeah, yeah. Wow. Raul Max Tujulo. Yeah, that that scene as well was getting pretty dark. I was like, yeah, this film is really, mm-hmm. you know, not for not for your teenage viewers. Yeah. This is, um, yeah, uh, and then it, it leaves it open to the mind when it's just focused exactly, on the drain. Exactly, because you don't you see what they're doing to him. You just to be tortured it. and you think, okay, well, that's to wash all the blood down at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the dialogue, what what there was, was all, um, there was no bullshit, you know? It was yeah. it was all, everything that was said. I think I remember, sorry. I don't know. It's, I think I remember reading somewhere um, that the, the the marines I assume the marines but the, the squad were actually real soldiers yeah for sure they seem pretty real and um, I think that scene where they're all having the deep debrief the actors hadn't met each other mm-hmm. so they got that real mm. sort of standoffish I guess yeah, yeah. naturally yeah yeah because yeah. they hadn't met each other yet so they were like the outsiders I guess yeah, yeah. And I really the love real that boys. scene. Yeah. yeah, I love that scene because it's kind of like it's almost like the first day at school. Yeah, yeah, and she didn't know what the fuck was going on. It's yeah, like, all right, get your kid on, go yeah. and kill some people. Yeah, and I uh, did. So, did either of you have a favourite scene or favourite moment that really stood out for you? Oh, for me, it was that last five minutes. I mean, the whole thing. The the start was insane. Like, what have I gotten myself into here? Mm-hmm. But the last, uh, yeah, it just builds up for that that um, montage and that moment from the, the that that scene of the soldiers walking into the sunset uh-huh. from then on yeah the whole half hour was just extraordinary yeah yeah because it was the continued I mean it, yeah it was all the real time of, almost you know you were part of that entire um, yeah exactly the entire mission yeah and then the suspense how it increases you yeah. think it can't get any the yeah. suspense can't get any higher than yeah. it does I, I like the, uh, I like the the opening scene because it like sets, mm-hmm. it, like sets the tone, mm-hmm. and I love the um, the uh, border crossing scene because it's mm-hmm. it's like it's, it's uh, 
intense and unique and yeah yeah the, the I think I intense. really like the most is the the uh, the suspense the driving scenes because mm-hmm. it's so suspenseful and you just don't know what's going on and you really keep thinking something's going to happen and they yeah. keep mm-hmm. telling you no it's a border crossing yeah. like you don't believe them yeah exactly and <laughs> it's really unique in the fact that it's essentially his cars driving around but it's the music, the score that, mm-hmm. that draws you in. Should we each give it a rating? Um, yes. Out of ten or out of five? Oh, ten. Ten? Yeah, look, I can't floor it and I'm still absorbing it and uh-huh. replaying the film in my head. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, and I'm going to be thinking about it for days, mm-hmm. which is what you want. Yeah. So, and films that have done that to me only number in about the six or seven and uh so for that i'm giving it a ten. <laughs> excellent and adam first time it? i watched it i gave it a seven yeah. uh-huh um you are quite a harsh critic yeah i'm a harsh critic but this time but yeah for me for, for me to get a seven the movie can be average but there can be a scene or there can be a certain thing mm-hmm. that can knock it over for me mm-hmm. but uh, then tonight I give it an eight. Yeah. So for me that's um, on the higher end. Mm-hmm. Um, eight is an excellent movie, mm-hmm. and if you're getting nine, from to differentiate an mm-hmm. an eight to a nine, there's a personal. There'll be a personal like it'll be a childhood movie or just something special about it that yeah. does an extra level, and then a ten is reserved for. <laughs> Truly special movies. <laughs> I think I've only got two. Yes, yeah, so oh, I think yeah. I've only got two or three. <laughs> that have ten. One That's day excellent. <laughs> um, well, yeah, this one. I mean, I really love this film, and I rave about it to every film lover that I know. And as I said, it is. It's on my, you know, list of favorite films of all time. Um, I don't know if I can give it the perfect ten, but it's pretty close to it. If I didn't give it a ten, it'd have to be a nine and a half. Because I think it's just every element of the film, and especially from looking at it from a screenwriting perspective, the story structure in the finished product is pretty flawless, I would say. And um, and the fact that it has Emily Blunt in it, who's one of my favourite actors, just, uh, you know... Puts it, that specialness. Puts it really high up, yeah, makes it special. Uh, well, thank you, Tom and Adam, for joining me for thank our you. first... Episode of Three Orange Whips. Yeah. And uh, so what have we decided it will be our next film for I think viewing? it has to be No Country for Old Men. No Country yeah, for Cold Old Men. Yeah, Cold Brothers. That's going to knock your socks off. Yeah, can't wait. Yeah. That or... Um, no, no, it'll be that. We wait. It has to be... Unless it's pouring. If it's pouring rain on a winter's day, then it'll be Fargo. <laughs> Fargo, yeah, yeah which, which I haven't seen. also them, but it's the right weather for a film like that because it's, oh, <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that, unless, was there, yeah. a, there no, were... No, I'm happy no, to go up. with yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Sounds good. Done, done. Excellent. And should we finish with just a rant about, like, your Lord of the Rings rant? <laughs> Is there anything else That's you guys Hobbit. want to rant about? The Hobbit? Uh, the this week. Yeah, what's you your go. rant? Pop culture rant. Let's go. Oh, okay, I got a good one. <laughs> yeah. So, being a massive DC fan as far as comics, uh-huh. um, 
reading them for years and drawn to that side. I guess Marvel vs DC, mm -hmm. falling in love with certain characters, mm -hmm. and then with the Mar with the universes as far as movies, Marvel are doing an excellent job. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, got we've got the big gun in in the pocket, the uh, Justice League coming out this year. Yeah. And then they whip us with uh, with Thor Ragnar Ragnarok. 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 <laughs> Very hard title. Yeah, to and uh, so just seeing the uh, previews from Comic Con. Yeah. That movie looks like it's gonna just hit it out of the ballpark. It looks and, absolutely uh, spectacular. Justice League looks like it's gonna be <laughs> second best again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it did appear that way at IMAX Dunkirk previews. Ah, oh, yes. Um. Yes. Yeah, it did look that way. I did just see Spider-Man as well. Uh-huh. Um, Which is one of the few Marvel so films that now, you've yeah? seen. Yeah, yeah, I saw it last week. I think you would dig it. Yeah. I won't say anything, though. But um, my rant, um, I've seen Dunkirk twice, planning to see it a third time. I've yes. got nothing negative to say as about the world I. this week. Yeah. yeah, or something positive. You're going to rant positively about something, <laughs> oh, rave look. about it. Let's rave. No, no, I'm going to wait till Adam sees Dunkirk as well. I don't want to... Okay. Yeah, I but don't know if you. I don't know if Adam. You're you're a Nolan. Are you a Christopher Nolan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Look, yeah. I and let's. You know, I'm, I don't like war films or anything. Mm -hmm. But this, as a piece of cinema, has to be seen in the cinema. Yes. And then we'll discuss after. That. Yes. Yeah, and wanna... in my opinion, you have to see it at IMAX. Okay. It, it is made for that screen. Well, no, all the Sun Theatre. Oh, in seventy mil. Seventy mil, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Me. Good. Fantastic. Yeah, that was good. Cool. Oh, that was awesome. Um, anything else that we should add? I should learn the names of the actors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our first episode of Three Orange Whips. Hopefully I'll have another episode up and running in two weeks' time. Until then, enjoy this epilogue of the three of us discussing Adam's latest Blu-ray purchases, including The Last of the Mohicans, Evil Dead 2, and Star Trek Beyond. So I've never seen it, but I've always heard about it. I still haven't watched yeah, it. Yeah, What's that's that a classic. Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, yes, yeah, I, yeah, haven't, yeah. I haven't seen that. Um, and I've heard... Great soundtrack. A, really good soundtrack. a lot of pop culture references to this. Evil Dead 2. But I haven't yeah. seen one, so I can't bring myself to watch this yet. <laughs> That was on TV recently, and Dad flipped over and was watching it, and it ridiculous. was just ridiculous. I think that character is ridiculous. Oh, is this what was like, on the other night? Yeah, I remember. I was like, turn it off, turn yeah. it off. It was seriously insane. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen any of them. The first one oh, was I've good. I've seen the first two. second yeah. one, I didn't enjoy too much, oh, but this one's actually ones. pretty good. Yeah, Star yeah, yeah. Trek. Yeah. yeah, look, the first one was interesting. As a Star Wars... I really Wars, enjoyed the first one. Uh, as my religion on the census. Uh -huh. yes. The first new Star Trek that I saw, I didn't want to give it the time oh, of day. So cool. But I must say that was good. <laughs>